0: and welcome to episode two of Murder Moms. This is Maggie. I'm Janessa. It's Janessa's turn to present a case to us,
1: so... Get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I kind of changed this up on you. You did. I told you that it was going to be somebody completely different, and I got really excited about this one because, whereas I love Ed Kemper, this one is more one that's just... It's very different, so we're just gonna, we're gonna jump into it, and I'm excited for you to, to react to this. Okay. So, Johnny Altinger was born in Canada. He lived in Canada, and he was 38 years old, and he was on Plenty of Fish. It was a newer dating site at that time. Yeah. 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 In 2008, and he'd always been, like, really interested in computers, because it's just that generation, like, grew up with computers, right? So he was very excited when he matched with this woman named Jen and she was really beautiful and they were talking for a little while and then she was like hey you know we should go out and whatever and he was very excited and he told all of his friends at I think they were at dinner on October 10th you know talking her up and his friends were almost I don't know surprised that he had a date with her because after he described her she was really really beautiful like conventionally beautiful she had bought whereas whereas johnny was more like you know nerdy they were surprised but johnny essentially was like no i've been talking to her for a while it's very exciting and you know and they just kind of brushed it off you know maybe johnny wasn't as forward about who he was or what he looked like you know whatever cool so he forwarded the address and the directions to his friend. I don't know if he was just like really weirded out by the directions because they are really weird. I have a copy of them. I'm going to read them to you. Okay. But he forwarded an email to his friends, maybe, you know, just so he was safe. Who knows? I mean, women do that all the time. So yeah, women do it all the time. So you, so you really don't know, but the directions were really weird. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them to you so you can kind of give me your input on this. It says, so, okay, Friday, and this is from Jen, by the way. Okay. If you're coming from the north on Groat, get on Calgary Trail, and when you get to the south side and jump on White Mud, then go south on 50th Street. Take a ride on 40 Ave, and after a block or two, take the very first right into the alley. It's marked by a yellow crosswalk sign, so pay attention. Then, go left and pull into the only driveway on your left that isn't paved, lol. Seriously, who ever heard of a driveway that looks like the Amazon? Whatever, it won't swallow your car, I promise. There's some garbage up against the fence, like an old couch and such, but it might be gone by Friday, who knows. Like I said, the garage door will be open for you to touch, or for you a touch. Don't worry about neighbors thinking you're a burglar, everyone knows there's nothing valuable in there, except my car, of po- course, boy. See you then, Jen. So, yeah,
0: that sounds weird, but on the other hand, that also kind of sounds like the directions I give people to Dewey Destin's.
1: Okay, but that's Dewey Destin's. It's not your house. You don't have the address, right? So, yeah. And then at one point she says a block or two, so she doesn't even know. Yeah. The exact block. I mean, so, like MapQuest was a thing in 2008. It was. It so. was. It, we didn't have maps, like, on our phone, like, wild like we do now. But, you know, we still could do something. I map quested the crap out of stuff in 2008. <laughs> that was my <a> jam. <laughs> uh, so, Johnny goes on this date and presumably has a great time. Okay. But none of his friends have heard from him. And they start to get a little bit weary, worried until Johnny sends an email to one of his friends saying, quote, Hey there. I've met an extraordinary woman named Jen who has offered to take me on a nice, long, tropical vacation. Oh, this again. We'll be staying in her winter house in Costa Rica. Phone number to follow soon. I won't be back in town till, until December 10th, but I'll be checking my email periodically. See you in the round, around the holidays. Johnny. So... can I, I have some red flags. yeah. His friends also saw those red flags. They were immediately suspicious. So first, Johnny, who's kind of like this quiet, dorky guy, goes on a date with this gorgeous woman, and then she just sugar mama him away to Costa Rica. It gets weirder. Well, like, in the email, he already
0: he already told them about her. And in the email, he's yeah. like, I met this girl. Yeah. And then we have the whole... I'm going on vacation thing for again. two months. Which we had with Israel Keys last time. Mm-hmm. It never works. It
1: never works. It never works. Oh. It gets weirder.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> His Go friend ahead. replied Go ahead.
1: to the email and was like, are you okay? You know, this is really weird. Do you need me to do anything at your house for you? Never got a word back. His boss got an email around the same time, essentially saying, you know, um, I the same thing. And... I quit. Right? So, his boss is kind of put off. He's never had any problems with Johnny. And so, he emails him back, essentially being like, okay, you know, I hope that everything works out for you. Where do you want me to send your final paycheck? Ooh. Never got an email back. Oh. So, that was also kind of suspicious, right? I was hoping that'd be a clue to investigators later. (laughs) No, so there was no answer, and his friends became more and more suspicious every day, and they went to the police department, and they were like, hey, you know, our friend's missing, and they are like, no, look, there's, you guys have emails from him, he's, he's corresponded with you, like, he's probably fine. His friends did not agree at all. I wouldn't either. Yeah, they did not agree at all. They actually ended up going over to Johnny's house and breaking in all right because they were determined to essentially find some evidence right and they did they found some clues at his house oh is it his body so no it wasn't his body. it wasn't his body it wasn't but they get to his apartment they break in and there were no signs that he had packed for any sort of trip at all. His his clothing would, all seemed to be there and semi tidy. His luggage was still there. It wasn't messed with. His bathroom still had all of it like his toothbrush, deodorant, toothpaste, all of that. There were dirty dishes in the sink, like things that you wouldn't leave out if you were leaving for a long trip. Yeah. But most importantly, his passport, his passport was still there. So at this point they called the police department again. <clears throat> and finally, the Edmonton Police Services was like, okay, yeah, this is weird. How long has it been gone? So this is like a week or so. Okay. Okay. So, because Johnny had the thought to forward this email directions from Jen to his other friend, his friend gave that to the police department. <clears throat> the Edmonton Police Services, rather, because Canada. Canada. <laughs> So Man, that's socialized healthcare. <laughs> right. So they give the directions and the address to police services. Police services go over there and they see that it's essentially a double door garage <clears throat> where the doors kind of like swing up, right? Okay. With the wooden doors. Okay. I can show you a picture. Pause that really quick. Pause.
0: That one. Yeah. Okay. So this, like, just like this. Yeah, it's, it's it's a garage, and it has two doors. It's a double door garage. Yeah.
1: There's some trash over here, and you can see I, it is a dirt road. It, it does not look very
0: welcoming. I would not approach those doors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the cops get there, and they can't see in at all. They try and walk around. All the windows are like covered up from the inside. Which isn't weird because it is somebody's garage and you really wouldn't want somebody, like, poking around your thing. Yeah. So, they contact the owner and the owner says, hey, you know, I've actually been renting it out um, to this guy named Mark Twitchell, not Jen. So, they get in contact with Mark and Mark says, yeah, you know, I've been renting a space for this film that I've been working on. Uh, I haven't been there for a while. We, We stopped filming in September, it's for this horror film, but yeah, I'll, I'll come down, I'll let you in, sure thing. You oh, know, I don't know, I don't know a Johnny, I don't know a Jen, but I'll, I'll come down and you can look through it, right? Oh dear. So, he gets there, and he, you saw how short the driveway is, it's probably 10-15 feet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not like a long drive. Yeah. Like...
1: So he gets there, and between his car and... And getting to the garage, he essentially is he's very talkative. And the cops were really weirded out. But they think it's probably just because he's nervous, because, you know, the cops are calling him about his garage. Yeah. Or maybe he's super excited, because he starts telling them all about his horror film. <clears throat> and how he's been recording it, and he's super excited about it. And he had worked on a couple other, like, similar films. And, and they're always just, like, knockoffs of other films. Of course. Right? So... But he's very excited about it. And he's telling them all about his movie. Um, And it's a horror film. So he's like, you know, it it looks weird in there. I'm going to tell you right now. But it is set up for this horror film. It's called House of Cards. You know, he starts talking about how you guys ever read this novel. It's, you know, the show Dexter is based on it. And they're like, okay, sure, yeah. So he tells them all about that. They get up to the garage door and he stops. And the cops are like, what's wrong? He goes, that's not the lock for my garage the bolt was different on it it wasn't his lock the cops were weirded out but they're like okay but you have a lease for this right okay let's just cut the lock off
0: yeah because it's still his property
1: still yeah it's still his property so he had talked them up and he was super proud of it but even still when they got into the garage they were extremely surprised by by what it was. It was essentially a kill room like Dexter has. There was plastic all along the walls, on the floor. There was a big metal table in the middle of the room. And it also had plastic on it. Like, everything was just creepy. No lie, I've never seen Dexter. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> Dexter. Covers, I, know the, I know the premise of it. Yeah, but he like, covers I, the room in plastic so that way it's easier for him to clean up, right? Yeah, like like my back room currently is waiting for the ceiling to fall in. Yeah. So this is this is the table there. They have this is after the plastics are all been taken down. Yeah. But big metal table. Um, a jar? What is that? The, a barrel? Yeah,
0: that's a that's a burn a barrel or a chemical barrel. barrel. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so, and this wooden table here, so that would have his supplies on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a murder room. It's a murder room, and he's like, "This is for the movie." And the cops are like, "Okay, this is weird," but, but a horror movie, sure. Okay. You know, it's for a horror movie, and they look into it, and he has in fact been recording a horror film. Yeah. You know, there were people <clears throat> that he called, they called that were on his staff. And at first, you know, they were all like, yeah, we worked on this film in September, blah, 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 blah. Why do you have they to stop filming? Or do you get into they that? Finish. They finished filming. Oh, okay, they finished. Yeah, they finished filming for House of Cards. Um, so, in any case, they do all that and they didn't find anything there. So, you know, they were essentially like, all right, well, you're free to go. We'll call you if we have any more questions. Well, well they did. Weird question. Yeah. It, was it clean or? It, there wasn't like, like- blood everywhere. Okay. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. It looked like it was set up for a movie. There was some tacky substance, but it wasn't like obvious human Yeah, blood
0: okay. It wasn't like Yeah,
1: I and mean, I think he even had like some containers of like fake blood and he was like, Oh, we use cornstarch and and Okay. You know, so to to show okay. that he had been doing it. I don't
0: know if they like walked into a red room or like a <laughs> cleaner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like a a butcher room, no. Um but They ended up having more questions for Mark. So they actually called him down to the police station to interview him and just kind of like ask him if anybody had been around or been creeping around his building or, or anything like that. Again, Mark is overly talkative. And before they can really even start getting into questioning, he's like, you know what? I was thinking about what you guys said, if anybody had been around the house or been weird. And a couple of weeks ago, this guy actually came up, pulled up around the house. And was like, hey, man, you want to buy my car? Okay. (laughs) So Mark is like, no, I don't really want to buy your car. And he's like, no, like, I'm I'm leaving the country. I'm just going to leave it here. Whatever you got, please buy my car. I'm leaving. I found the woman of my dreams, and I'm leaving. Oh, really? And Mark goes, well, dude, I only have $40 in my pocket, 40 Canadian dollars in my pocket. And he goes, perfect, great, here are the keys, bye. And leaves, takes Mark's $40 and leaves. The cops are bewildered by this story. The odds of you running into the man that is now missing. Yeah. It it weirded them out. So because of that and because that was the last known place that Johnny had been, that they knew of, they got a search warrant. Yeah. For the garage and for Mark's car.
0: <clears throat> and I'll just, just to like to offer your car for any amount to some rando on the street as opposed to like your best friend. Yeah. Like, you have a nice new car, and my car is older, but like, if something happened and I was like, oh, I'm leaving, I have to go do this thing, I'd be like, hey, do you want my car? Do you know someone who
1: needs it? Mm hmm. Like, I wouldn't just be, like... Driving around. Driving around trying to find someone. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Exactly, And he, he didn't go home to pack anything. No. Why would he waste time driving around and just abandon it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, that's what like, I would do. Oh, I can get all new
0: clothes and things like that, but, like, let me just sell my car for $40. That's
1: yeah. Yeah. Insane. So, because they, they confiscated and, and searched his things... In his car, they found his laptop, which was confiscated and searched. And on it, they found a file that that he had attempted to delete, titled SKC. Oh, man. It was a story Mark thought that he had permanently deleted. The document began, this story was based on true events. The names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty. Okay. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Mark was arrested October 31st.
0: Wow. Okay. Thanks for doing the heavy lifting, buddy.
1: Yeah. So, again, this is a story. Mark is claiming that he, this is, you know, one of his movies that he's planning to film. And this is just how it starts off. Like, this is the opening monologue to it, right? He's trying to make all these excuses. All right. It went on to describe a plan to lure men to the garage. By catfishing them on dating sites. Mm-hmm. Initially, he was targeting married men because he was essentially trying to justify his murders. Like yeah. Dexter, right? Like Dexter murders bad guys. And he was trying to do the same. Like if they're not faithful to their spouse, then they're a bad person. And, yeah. And it makes it, it okay. They deserve it. Yeah. It makes it okay for me to, to kill them. So he he's doing the same thing Dexter did where he justifies it because they're bad. They're not being faithful to their wife but then he changes it and he says you know i decided to go against married people still have somebody expecting them home by a certain time i'll be caught mm-hmm. faster instead i'm going to go for single loner type guys but this isn't him confessing this is this is this his is, video yeah. well it's not a video it's a word document oh okay So it's, yeah, it's it's a Word document. Um, But he says, you know, I decided to change it. You know, there's too much risk with having uh, a married person and and all this other stuff. I'm going to focus on these single loner types. Okay. And this is after his first victim gets away. Okay. There weren't any reports filed involving any attempted kidnapping or abduction or murders anything like that so when they read that his first victim got away they they don't really believe it they start to be like okay well this is this is kind of weird maybe this really is a story and as they keep reading it then they're going okay there's no way this happened supposedly he did the same thing he did to johnny mark lured a man to the garage by posing as sheena Sheena. not jen sheena giving him the same weird directions. There's a, there's an email that's essentially copy-paste, right? According to the Serial Killer Chronicles, SKC, okay. when the man arrived, Mark attempted to subdue him. He, like, he had a taser and tried to tase him and then knock him out and subdue him, but the guy fought back hard. They ended up wrestling and getting into it, and the guy fought back really hard and... He broke away and ran out of the garage and stumbled and fell, just like in a movie, in the middle of the alleyway. He's strewn out. And here comes Mark running after him. The guy yells out at a couple that he sees, hey, help me. He's trying to kill me. Somebody come and help me. And Mark comes barreling out laughing. He's just kidding. We're playing a game. Okay. And the people leave. They believe Mark and they leave. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay so this was enough time for this guy to escape at this point mark is distracted enough he essentially yells out you know like if you ever tell anybody I'll, I'll find you and i'll kill you so they don't have any record of anybody reporting any of this the man fell in the street just like they would fall in a movie you know bad guys slowly walking up and they fall and they're helpless yeah and the cops are like he's delusional like this is really weird yeah but You know, they they kept reading. In any case, the couple left, and the guy runs away, and Mark's just like, shit, like that, I messed up. But he doesn't give up. He decides to learn from his mistakes. Instead of using the taser, which didn't seem to actually subdue the guy, just made him angrier, he changes it up, and he gets a big heavy lead pipe. And a knife and zip ties. Like, he's he's ready to go. Okay. Mark learned from his mistakes and tried again. And so when Johnny showed up, he was really excited for his date with Jen. Because remember, the way Jen had been described and her pictures were, like, super beautiful. So he was very excited. Yeah. And also, probably, he, the directions were weird to him. So he left really early to try and make sure that he got there on time. Yeah. Yeah. I always leave places early because I just assume I'm going to get lost. Yeah, it's it's a new place. He'd never been there before. The directions were, you know, like, over the river and through the woods. Past yeah. the second dumpster sort of thing. So he gets there really early. Southern directions there is what they are. <laughs> yeah, in Canada. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Johnny gets there so early that Mark hasn't finished setting up yet. So, when Johnny comes up and knocks, Mark comes out and he goes, Hey, man, uh, Jen's not here yet. She she said she had a date later. I'm assuming that's you, you know. She'll be here in time for your date. Just come back later. So Johnny leaves, and he comes back, and he's still too early. And he's like, dude, she's not here yet. Come back later. Like, he's starting to get frustrated. And at this point, like, Johnny's kind of upset. Like, he can see Johnny's upset. Yeah. But Johnny comes back again. Oh, this guy. Like. And he's like, yeah, man, she's in here. She's getting ready if you want to come in, you can just hang out until she's done. And who did he introduce himself as like to her, he, like his, her brother or her to Johnny or like, I don't know. I'm sure he was probably like, you know, we're roommates or something, you know, something that made sense for him to be there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Johnny was, again, Johnny was yeah. really excited about yeah. his date. And when you're that excited about a date, we don't know what was promised to happen on this date by Jen. Yeah, that's true. So he could have just been like, oh yeah, she's going to be smoking. You know, like, who knows? Yeah, you're right. So (laughs) he comes back and when he returns Mark says, you know, she's getting ready. Come on in. Uh, When they get inside, Mark ambushes Johnny with a huge lead pipe knocking him out and then also a butcher knife. All of this was likely before Johnny was able to see the room that he just walked in. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. The room was set up just like in Dexter. Just like it was when the cops came. There was the the table in the middle of the double garage. There was plastic everywhere. He had set up this room with the intention of killing somebody in it and leaving zero DNA evidence. Yeah. He was ready. He had that big metal table... Um, and this is all in the Word document that he thought that he had destroyed. Mark goes on to describe the murder of Johnny. Oh my God. And how he beat him and stabbed him to death before he put him on the table and dismembered his body. Wow. Now... I've only seen Ugh. the first four pages of this document. There are over 40 in total. Oh, wow. To see the rest of them, I had to buy a subscription and no, I wasn't going to buy a no, subscription. No, no. But you can. You can go and buy that subscription. Um, but from the other sources I found, Mark then attempted to burn the body, but he couldn't get any flame high enough yeah. to actually burn it to where it wouldn't be a body. Anymore. Yeah, it, that's it, that's really hard to do. Yeah, so he tries to burn of it, to dispose of it, but he couldn't get it hot enough, and he gave up and essentially just put Johnny's body cut up in his car and drove around stashing body parts in different sewage grates, just hoping that they would flow out to the ocean, I guess. Oh, wow. So he just dropped him inside, and then he goes home and starts to write this story.
0: Okay, so we're doing a little like Inception thing going on where he's writing the story of how he did the thing, and then went home to write the story about how he did the thing.
1: No, this is this is this is me reading from the story. Right, right, right. right, right. But yes, yes, he he goes home to write the story at the end. Okay. Um. Wow. So, I know this is all like really weird and like. He's emulating an actor in a show that is based off of a character in a novel. Like, it's really weird. But just to kind of show you how deranged he is, I was able to find one quote from later on in the 40 pages. Oh, great. That I couldn't see. Uh, And it says, and I quote, I grabbed his jaw with my gloved hand and moved it while making a funny voice to make it look like it was talking and chuckled to myself at the total silliness of it all.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he's got some some problems there.
1: Yeah. So,
0: wow. I'm probably jumping ahead. So P- PD finds this this uh, document and he pretends it's fake and then they're just like. um.
1: So they deemed this as enough evidence to actually charge him. Okay. Um, because at this point, he had been arrested, but he hadn't actually been charged with anything. They were just looking through all of his stuff. And Johnny's been gone for... This, o- over a month. Over a month now. yeah. Okay. Well, almost a month, because this was October 31st. This is Halloween. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> it was enough evidence, but they also found in his car uh, a large knife with traces of blood. Johnny's DNA, staining of blood in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And a sticky note, a yellow sticky note, oh, like a post-it, reminding him to, quote, clean the kill room. Oh, wow. Which the the kill room, by the way, lit up when they used Luminol. Oh, wow. So, it wasn't fake blood everywhere that was in there. Um, In addition to that, a, st- a, a sticky note. Like, it was just like a casual just... reminder to go and clean up somebody's blood all over your house. Yeah. So. (laughs) Okay. In addition to that, Mark had repeatedly claimed that he wasn't there. He wasn't using the space anymore. Yeah. But his neighbors came forward and said, no. Mark came up to us and approached us and said, hey, we're going to be filming again. You might hear some horror noises. Don't worry about it if you hear some screams. On that night. On October 8th. So he... He set himself up here, essentially for success, but it turned out to be, like, everything that undid him. Like, yeah. all the notes he kept, the story that he wrote, just just all of it. Like, right? Man, that story. And he thought he deleted it. Nothing has ever gone. This proved to police that Mark was their murderer. Like, they they haven't gone to trial yet, but this was enough to, like, convince them. Oh, yeah. On a personal level. That meant that there was another possible victim that he had attempted to murder yeah so they essentially just put out a message and they're like hey if something weird to you happened around this area around this time please come to us and let us know we have an open investigation we're working on we're just looking for more lead and someone came forward i'm probably going to butcher this name <laughs> it's okay yeah uh Gilles tarot it's french and i'm very sorry Tetro. 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 That's what I googled earlier. It was Tetro. Okay. (laughs) So he came forward. uh, He said exactly what the story said. Mark had attempted to murder him shortly before he killed Johnny. Exactly like in the SKC description. He even stated in his interview that he had that Mark had had Mark been more experienced that he wouldn't be alive anymore. Wow. He said that Mark essentially just blundered it up. He didn't know what he was doing, and Gilles was just capable enough to escape. Like, he could have died. So, it he was really right there in the hands of a murderer and just barely escapes. Wow. When they asked him why he didn't, you know, come forward earlier or make a statement or anything like that, like, why he didn't report it. He was like, look, I was really embarrassed. I was going to hook up with a girl that I met online. I'm married. I didn't want anybody to know. Like, I almost died. I just... I I should have. I know I should have. But I didn't want to ruin my life with my family yeah. because of this. Yeah. Which he should have, but I understand that. Yeah. He also claimed that Mark uh, said that he would come after him, essentially, and kill him. And that's that's a big
0: thing, too. Yeah. Like you don't know what this person knows about you necessarily,
1: especially with all that adrenaline and everything going, like... And he said he... When he was trying to fight, for some reason it felt like he just wasn't punching it full. Like, in those dreams you have where you go to punch somebody... Yeah. it's It's like a pillow. He said that's how it felt. He really didn't feel like he was doing any damage. You know, like, he barely escaped this. So they have enough evidence to charge him, and they drop the attempted murder charge for Gilles because... They do. For whatever reason, in Canada, you can only attach two cases if they're directly involved, like, happened at the same time, same place. Okay. And because there was such a gap, they couldn't do it. So they dropped the attempted murder charge, and they just went at him for murder. That was it. That's all they were going for Mark for. Okay. So, at trial, Mark shocked everyone and confessed. He said, yeah, I killed him. However. However. It was in self-defense. Of course it was. Yes, I lured Johnny here by saying that I was this woman, but it was a joke. I was recording it. It was supposed to be funny. And he got really mad and just became irate and attacked me. And it happened in a heat of passion. Like, it was a complete accident. Nobody believed him. No. Nobody believed him. The jury deliberated for five hours before finding Mark guilty of first-degree murder, automatically getting sentenced to 25 years without the possibility of parole. And he is in jail now. Okay. The only thing weird about this now is that in January of 2017, CBC Canada reported Mark was part of an online dating site for inmates. Why, okay, Canada,
0: but why? He committed crimes using the internet. Yeah. Why does he have internet privileges? Yeah, so... Not just, like, dating site privileges, but, like, internet
1: privileges at all. I had the same question. I had the same question, and the person that is in charge of the prison that he's in was essentially like, we don't discriminate from anybody using it. We let everybody use it, which, come on, man, murderers. Like, (laughs) I just don't think murderers Mm. should be able to use dating sites in prison. using dating
0: sites on the internet. Yeah. And you're letting him use dating sites on the internet. Yeah. So, my friends. This is Johnny, so you can see him. Oh, okay. Oh, that poor, poor yeah cinnamon bun. And this is Mark. He, okay. So so Johnny, he's adorable. He he is
1: he's very nerdy. He's got the glasses and he, his hair is kind of thinning on top. Yeah, he looks to be pretty pretty thin. Yeah, and
0: all all of this is will be in our newsletter, so you you can see it if you subscribe. Um, Mark looks like an angry white dude. (laughs) He's got dark brown hair. He really does. He looks like angry white dude.
1: He really does. So, and then the last thing that I really didn't go into because it was just really weird to me and just kind of seemed out of the field is that Mark was dressed like a murderer in a movie. He had on black shoes, black pants, black shirt, jacket, gloves. And then he also had on this mask, which uh, Gilles described and said, you know, I wanted to punch him in the face, but I saw this mask and I thought that's really going to hurt my hand and decided against it. And they actually found the mask with Mark, of course. Yeah. So they knew that it was him because Jill had described it. Uh-huh. And it's this mask right here. It kind of looks like a hockey mask that somebody broke yeah. the mouth part off of. Yeah. It looked, yeah, it looked, it's. Yeah, basically the top
0: half of a of a, a hockey mask. It looks like he tried to make it almost like a samurai mask.
1: Yeah. On the bottom there mm-hmm. where he broke the jaw off of it. Yeah. And he's painted it black. Black and gold. And it has these gold stripes on it. But yeah. So even if there was doubt that all of the stuff was just a story or what have you, you still have Gilles who escaped essentially unharmed who described Not only Mark and the garage and everything else, but he also had this mask on and he described the mask, and of course, Mark had the mask. So, yeah, did they ever find any part of Johnny? They did, they did not find all of Johnny, they found parts of him. Um, and the closest, the one they found the closest, was maybe a block from Mark's parents' house. Um, and the interesting thing about that is that that was actually where Mark had gone initially to try and burn the body. Because they had like a fire pit in the backyard, and he was like, I'm going to use this. And when it didn't work, he seemingly panicked and just started stuffing pieces in places. So okay. they found most of Johnny's body, but they didn't find all of it. It's assumed that it did wash out like he hoped that it would. Yeah. But yeah. Man. Luckily, his friends were suspicious and pushed the police department to actually investigate. Oh, yeah. Because they they were not going to. Yeah. And this is why
0: women always forward their information to their friends. Yeah. And it, it's not a bad idea for, for men to do the same thing. Yeah, really. If
1: you're going to meet anybody online, make sure someone knows about it and where you'll be. Even if you're selling something. Oh, yeah. Do you know... You never, you never know who somebody's going to be, especially when it's somebody that you've never met before. So, always be cautious. But no, that's, that's Mark Twitchell. Um, he is lovingly referred to as the Dexter Killer for obvious reasons. Yeah. And it's really... I'm most fascinated with this case. It's just the fact that he's emulating a character on TV based off of a character in a novel... And then also trying to make a film that's the same thing, like, it's, his mind is just fascinating to me. Had he actually made other films? He had, he had made a couple of other films. Um, if you go to his, if you search his name, it not only brings up, like, the case and his Wikipedia page, but it also brings up his IMBD. Oh, my God. So, he actually did do films, and you can you can go and look them up uh, if you really want to. I mean, he's, he's kind of a murderer, so... Kind of. Only a little bit. Yeah, only a little bit. But, yeah, he's been in some documentaries about, you know, him being a murderer. <laughs> but he did. He did a couple ones before that one, and I don't know, man... He goes in in the document in the serial killer chronicles and kind of like describes the point at which he decided he was going to be a serial killer and like there was a pushing point for him. But again, I was only able to read the first four pages, so sure. there's a lot of information there that I would love to have read, but I'm also very cheap and didn't want to pay for a subscription. So, well,
0: I am a librarian. I might be able to get my fingers on it. There we go. We're gonna we're gonna look into it
1: more. But yeah, so uh. What do you think about the Dexter killer?
0: I just feel real bad for Johnny. I know I I did too. He really was like very excited to meet this woman. A poor thing. I I appreciate serial killers who keep trying to pull the whole. I'm gonna go on vacation with this person that I'm meeting up with for the first time right now. Yeah. I think uh, any killers who are listening, you guys should keep. Keep doing that
1: because (laughs) I mean, I will say,
0: done (laughs) giveaway.
1: I will say that I was very irresponsible when I was younger, and I definitely went to other states multiple times to meet people that I had met online. Oh, I know you did, including literally flying across the country. I remember that to meet multiple people in one trip that I had met. Um, playing World of Warcraft. Uh, and all of those, you know, they turned out, I didn't die. I did meet a, 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 really mean boy that ghosted me before ghosting was a term. Yeah. Uh, but I still keep in touch with, like, all of the friends that I made during that time. I was always very worried about you, but <laughs> yes. My <laughs> mom was too. My nope. mom demanded me to have, like, people's social security numbers.
0: <laughs> <got> <laughs> Like, me, me and, and Matt would always have these conversations, and I, I would always be like, you know, she's she's going off to meet these people from the internet, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she is. And I was like, what do we do if she doesn't come back?
1: Yeah. Uh, that could have happened a lot. Um, I've done that several times. I also had somebody drive up to see me from another place, which I never actually met them. I don't think that they actually drove up. I think that they were catfishing me uh uh-huh. Uh, So I think I got lucky there. But, no, I met my friend Kevin and my friends Sean and Erica, who actually worked for Blizzard. I met them playing WoW, yeah. and I flew to California and hung out with them. And we went to BlizzCon, and that was really cool. Um, And then my ex-boyfriend Chris and
0: yep, I two, other
1: Chris's, <laughs> two other Chrises. Two um, other Chrises. I met all of them playing Modern Warfare, and they lived just a couple hours away in Alabama. Yeah. And I actually went and lived in Alabama for a while, and that was fun. But, yeah, I've gotten lucky. You might not. Don't be dumb like I was. Please don't do that. I'm not promoting this at all. <laughs> so. But, yeah. So that's that's the Dexter killer. Um, Mark Twitchell. And Jill actually wrote a book about it oh yeah so you can look up his book and he has a Facebook page and all of the, uh, this other stuff luckily he did escape yeah yeah because, that's
0: that's awesome
1: yeah that's hard too after getting tased like yeah and what? that's why his you know his punches weren't landing right because his muscles were all fuzzied up but yeah that fight or flight man I know I'm I I'm have. a flight yeah I <laughs> actually I don't know I my eldest daughter came into my room in the middle of the night one time when I was going to the bathroom yeah so when I came out of my bathroom my room's pitch black and I just saw this like shadowy figure and I was like oh I must have put clothes on the laundry basket really weird that's creepy. But then the figure started coming towards me (laughs) in complete silence. And I just screamed and kicked at the air. (laughs) And then the shadow ran away in silence. (laughs) And I woke up everybody in my house and it was just my poor daughter like coming in because she had a nightmare. (laughs) But she didn't say anything. Yeah. So I think I did a mix of both fight and flight where I just screamed and Flailed. I had a, a,
0: a, a co-worker once jump out of a, like, it's called a gaylord. And it's a giant cardboard box that you fill with broken down cardboard boxes okay, yeah. when you are a small business. But she was hiding it underneath the boxes. And the boss was calling us back one by one and being like, oh, hey, I need to talk to you. And then she <Announcer> was jumping out at everybody. When they got to me, as they walk, as I walked by and she jumped out... I turn around and punched like, a, a stack of those plastic, like, crate things. That, oh, no. That, the ones that fold? The ones that fold on top. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I didn't punch her. But. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, like, it started going in her direction, and then it turned, and we went into the plastic crates. So, it was the same kind of thing. She was like. Ah! <laughs> I punched something plastic oh, instead man. and then there's no telling which way it's gonna go
1: yeah that's true that's all I have for you okay uh, next time it's Maggie's turn who are you doing uh, I haven't quite
0: decided but I think I'm gonna do something a little closer to home a little local ooh ooh, I'm excited uh, we'll be doing something I, th- I think I'm gonna do it's gonna be either one that is close to home or one that is close to my dad's hometown Okay, so something something more personal more more personal. Okay, and that will be dropping in two weeks. In the meantime, subscribe to our newsletter where you can see all of our sources for this episode as well as photos and
1: any corrections that we've gotten in as well as Um, you can find the pictures of the crime scene and the mask is on there as well. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to hear Maggie's next serial killer Mm-hmm. and um, like us subscribe to us share rate us share
0: us all of all of the good things find us on facebook and twitter and instagram at murder moms podcast and uh our gmail is murder mom podcast at gmail.com so that's where you can submit corrections comments no mean things I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not going to respond to your nonsense. No, no, no. We only take constructive criticism.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you for listening. Please (laughs) share, share, share. If that's the only thing that you do, um, just share it. Get us out there so other people can hear our crazy stories about serial killers. Yeah. Yep. Serial killers for now. Maybe regular killers
0: later. Yours wasn't a serial killer. He tried to be. He tried to be, but he wasn't.
1: He didn't get there yet. Yeah, but he wasn't a serial killer. He had... You keep talking about serial killers. He yours had, wasn't even a serial killer. He had a type. He had a system. And he had multiple... No. Yes. He had one victim. You have to have three to be a serial killer. Yeah, he tried. He tried. He failed. Well, the effort's there. A <laughs> for effort, Mark. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs>
0: Okay, everybody. We need to go now. (laughs) I'm going to edit all of this out. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: (laughs) Nope, we're not doing that. We're not doing that weird bye. I can tell you right now.